Also, take your Bible and turn to the book of Titus in chapter 3. The book of Titus in chapter 3. This is important to understand this because if you don't, you automatically just jump to a conclusion. Here in Titus chapter 3, notice what he says in verse 5. Not by works of righteousness which we have done. So we know that baptism is something that we can do. That's something that either I do to you or you do to me. It's an act of a man's will and effort. No salvation can depend upon man. My salvation cannot depend upon another person baptizing me. The thief on the cross, was he baptized? He wasn't baptized. Did he go to heaven? Yes, he did. So you don't have to be baptized in order to go to heaven. Notice this. He makes a statement, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the, and here's that word, washing. That word washing means that you are cleansed by the Holy Spirit. Washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. So this is what the Bible is teaching. Take your Bible and turn to the book of Mark chapter 7. Mark and chapter 7. Now, the Pharisees, being a little on the hypocritical side, a little on the self-righteous side, of course, they believed in washing their hands before they ate. And along comes Jesus, and lo and behold, he was, well, he was having corn on the cob. And they didn't wash their hands. And so they got called on the carpet for this. But Jesus, he knows how to handle every situation. So he makes a statement there because of what they had said. See there in verse 3 of chapter 7, For the Pharisees and all the Jews, except they washed their hands. Now you look it up, there's about three different words, wash and washed and washing, that are used in the Greek, and each one of these has a different word. But the problem is that sometimes the, the word baptismo and baptismos, they're used but it simply means a cleansing for the purpose of washing utensils or pots and pans. They washed them and they would submerge them. It means to whelm, to dip, to totally immerse in water. So, but it was for the purpose of cleaning. And so you go down there and it says it in verse 4, and the washing of cups. And so these words are used in here and also twice in verse 4, but there's several different words that are mentioned here. But it was for the purpose of cleansing. And it uses the word baptismos, which is the same word used for baptized. Baptism doesn't always refer to water baptism, like trying to save you or wash your sins away. But the word can mean to be cleansed in a name. All of that just to tell you that when you believe on Jesus Christ, he says, repent. And be cleansed in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. Now some say you can take the word because and the word for. And it can be translated in, from the Greek chi. Meaning that you can because of the believing on Jesus Christ. You shall receive then the Holy Spirit. But it's all saying the same thing. But remember this. No verse can add any works to a clear verse like John 3.16. Or Ephesians 2, 8, 9. Regardless of what any verse seems to say, no verse 
can contradict these clear verses of believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. If you had to be baptized and it simply says believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, that is either enough or it's not enough. If it's not enough, they should have added it. I believe it's enough. And so simply believing on Jesus Christ. Now, while you're right there in your notes, look down there now at uh, number three, the spirit baptism. Remember, there is no passage in Scripture that says water baptism is necessary for salvation. You cannot find one verse that says water baptism is necessary for salvation. So this is on page two of your notes. But now look there in page three at the top of the page. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. It did not say, if any man have not the baptism of water, he's not of his. See, there's only one thing that says, if you don't have this, then you're not of his. It didn't say, if you were not baptized, you can't be his. But if it's true, and you have to be baptized in water, there ought to at least be one verse in the Bible that says a man must be baptized in water to be saved. Wouldn't you think that if it's that important, there would be one verse in the Bible that said it? All the places where people try to say it says it, they use the word baptized to mean always water, and it doesn't always mean water. And sometimes it just means to be cleansed. Sometimes it could be talking about the fire. And it talks about even in chapter 10 of Corinthians about all of them were under the cloud, baptized under the cloud because the cloud was water. They were all under the water, talking about with Moses when they were in the wilderness. But the cloud didn't save anybody. But it's using the same word, and that word is used many times in many different places. So take your Bible and turn to the book of Ephesians. The book of Ephesians. In the book of Ephesians, chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1, notice what it says there in verse 12, verse 12. It says, that we should be to the praise of His glory who first trusted in Christ, in whom, talking about Christ, ye also trusted after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed, and then you'll notice that Schofield will say, having believed. But all it means is, is the moment you believed. They both say the same thing. They both mean the same thing. It's just the moment you believed, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit, that Holy Spirit that was what? Promised. Did God, Jesus Christ, when He was here, did He promise that the Holy Spirit would come? And the Holy Spirit did come on the day of Pentecost. And he says that they that believe on him should receive. And now he's talking about the very moment you believe you were sealed with the Holy Spirit. Or if you were sealed that very moment by the Holy Spirit, at what point did you get baptized before you got sealed? Did you have to get baptized in water before he could seal you? And can you find a scripture that says, yes, you can't. Because, you see, the moment you believe, that moment you believe, 
you were sealed. Now, wouldn't it be a shame for God to say, okay, well, you never really got baptized, so I had to unseal you. Well, when did he seal me? When I what? When I believed. When I believed, I was sealed. That very moment. Well, I haven't got baptized yet. Evidently, it's not part of your salvation. It never has been and never will be. Now, this baptism is without water that we talk about in Ephesians chapter 1. We are baptized by the Holy Spirit. The very moment that you accepted Christ as your Savior, sealed by the Holy Spirit. Now, these verses are important to try to remember because there's a lot of people that will try to convince you that you must be baptized in water in order to be saved. There is a group called the Church of Christ. Anybody ever heard of them? Buddy, they will hammer that to no end. Well, the thing is, I have to tell them, I said, well, I've already been baptized anyway, so I guess I'm saved according to your belief. But I am saved, and I have been baptized, but not to be saved. Now, take your Bible and turn there to the book of 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians, and notice a wonderful little verse here that many people kind of look over. Chapter 3, 1 Corinthians in chapter 3. Now notice what he says here in chapter 3. Look in verse 5. Who then is Paul? And who is Apollos? But ministers by whom ye believed. Now is believing enough or do you have to do something too? Well, should a man have communion? Yes. Should a man read his Bible? Yes. Should you pray? Well, yes. Should you tell others about the Lord? Well, yes. But is it part of being saved? The only thing you have to do to be saved is believe on the Lord. You trust Him. You believe that what He did was sufficient for you. So you don't try to save yourself. Should a Christian, though, follow the Lord in baptism as a step of obedience? I believe it's a good thing. And the Bible talks about it as a good thing for your conscience sake. You know you did it because God says to. It doesn't save you. doesn't wash the dirt off your neck. doesn't do anything for you. But it's a picture of what you done. Look what he says here in 1 Corinthians in chapter 3 and verse 6. I have planted, Paulus watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watered, but God that giveth the increase. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one, and every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. Now this is what God says you and I should, yes, work for the Lord, serve the Lord. And later on, he tells you in chapter 4, he refers to himself as an illustration. And that illustration is so very important. So now, look there in chapter 2. Chapter 2, he's referring to himself again and to Apollos and others. And so he says here, there's contention among you. So there's arguing, there's backbiting and there's differences and there's divisions and he says brethren this ought not be so he says there in verse 12 now this i say that every one of you saith i am of paul i am of apollos i am of cephas i am of christ is christ divided was paul crucified for you were you baptized in the name of paul i thank god that i baptized none of you but crispus and gaius now some people take that to see well if 
Paul was kind of winding this thing down and he wasn't going to do any more baptizing. So, and this was just a couple people. And because he says, Christ sent me to, you know, to preach the gospel, not to baptize. So therefore, that's what I'm doing. And so I don't have to baptize anymore and all that. Well, he didn't say how far into this ministry he's gotten here. And, but he did baptize. He baptized one person. Must have been important. Why do it at all? But he says, lest, and most people always seem to miss that word. As he says here in verse 15, lest any should say, I had baptized in my own name. It wasn't that he was against baptism. It was that he didn't want people to say he did it in his own name. Lest somebody would say something and not listen to the gospel or somebody use it again. He wouldn't even take up offerings for himself when he had the right to do it. But the reason why, he said, because I don't want to abuse my power in the gospel. Lest somebody say, I'm just doing it for money. I won't take any money. And he'd pay his own way. He says, did I do wrong? He said, I robbed other churches in order that... Uh, I wouldn't have to take anything from y'all. And just because he did it here with this church doesn't mean that he didn't baptize others in other churches. He just says here. Didn't mean he didn't baptize. It's just here because of what they were like and what they were doing. Paul was a very wise Christian. And he may have done some things I, I wouldn't have done, but I can't think of any of them right now. He just seemed to be the most proficient uh, soul winner that I've ever met. But now notice what he does say. In verse 16, I baptized also the household of Stephana. Besides, I know not whether I baptized any other. Now he's talking to this church. This, and he's not talking about all the church. He's talking about this church. But look at that. For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel. Now, if baptism was necessary in order to be saved, then baptism has to be part of the gospel. Think it through. So he's separating the two. You can preach the gospel and never preach baptism because the gospel is how you're saved because you're trusting Christ. Baptism means that's something you have to do. And you may do it, you may not. But if you have to be baptized, then being baptized should be part of the gospel itself. And you really can't lead a man to Christ unless he's baptized in water. But he separates it because it needs to be separated. You see, you win people to Christ. Then you try to challenge a person on why they should be water baptized. But that's mainly because you're recognizing his death, my death. His burial, my burial. His resurrection, my resurrection. And now I should walk in newness of life. So it's not just a picture of the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. It's your picture of your death and your burial and your resurrection. Because remember, he did that for you. So that's why it is a picture, yes, of what Christ did, but it's a picture of what happened to you. I died. I was buried. I came back from the dead. Now I should live in newness of life like the Lord wants me to live. So if people don't understand it, no, then they just... When they're little kids, they baptize babies and things like that. If the baby can't believe on Christ, all you did is sprinkle water on but you give them false hope. Oh, I was baptized when I was a baby. And they put confidence in that? Somebody sprinkled you with water and holy water and said a few words over you, 
and that's supposed to do something for you? What did that do? What did man do? Man can't save you. No man can save anybody else by what he does or what he doesn't do. He can't save anybody. There's no power there. All we're supposed to do, preach the gospel, and you'd be surprised how easy it would be for people to trust Christ as their Savior. So take your Bible now and look in Mark chapter 16. Mark chapter 16. Uh, this is an interesting verse because it kind of gives you the idea that you've got to be baptized in water. Kind of looks like it, but that's what people say. But remember, we're here in the book of Mark. At the beginning of the book of Mark, he's already explained there is a difference between the water baptism and the Holy Spirit baptism. John brings that out, makes it clear. Chapter 7, we just looked at talking about baptism. And it's three different words used right there talking about a cleansing, a baptizing. And then when you get to chapter 16, lo and behold, Christ has already been crucified, buried, come back from the dead, and now he's giving them the Great Commission. And he says there in verse 15, Go you into all the world, go ye into all the world and preach the gossip to every preacher. No, it should be preach the gospel to every preacher. It would be great if all of them knew it. But go you into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. See that verse? There. There shows you that you've got to be baptized in water. But see, it didn't say water. It's an assumption. But the word baptized here means to be cleansed. It's the same as when you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you're cleansed from all of your sins. Because when you study it in connection with the book of Luke in chapter 24, it says to go into all the world and preach the forgiveness of sins. Forgiveness of sins is God's way of cleansing you. You're no longer responsible for all those things you've done. You've been forgiven as though you never did them anymore. It's a total cleansing. It's called a total wash. And one of the words it's used is, means a total baptism, a total wash, total cleansing. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. He that believeth and is cleansed shall be saved. He that believeth not, well, he's not going to be cleansed, and he's going to be damned if uh, he doesn't believe. He that believeth not shall be. You notice it doesn't say that in the last half of the verse. If it did mean water baptized, I'd say just put it in there. He that believeth and is baptized in water shall be saved. But he that believeth not and is not water baptized shall be damned, if that's the truth. But see, it doesn't say that. So people want to try to twist and change the Scripture. Now, when we're over there talking about in the book of 1 Corinthians in chapter 2, when he makes the statement about Christ sent me to preach the gospel, not to baptize. And if baptism was necessary for salvation, then Paul was not preaching how to be saved. Because if he could preach the gospel and not baptism, because baptism is supposed to be necessary for salvation, then Paul was not preaching a 
total gospel, a full gospel, <laughs> full gospel. I'm not even sure I like the word. But remember, if a man, because of what the Lord is saying there in those verses, you're talking about if a man has to be baptized, Paul was making this statement. I thank God that I saved none of you. When he says, I baptized none of you, I thank God that I baptized none of you. If you had to be baptized in water, then he's saying, I'm thankful that I didn't save anybody. That I didn't save anybody, but just a couple people. I believe the apostle Paul was hungry for souls and preached the gospel everywhere he went. And did all that he possibly could. Now, we've looked at this, and if you'll look on page 4, bottom of page 4, you'll notice down at the bottom, only a believer should be water baptized. A lost man should only be baptized after he is saved. And Paul said to the Corinthian believers, I thank God that I baptized none of you but Crispus and Gaius. And in top of the next page, number 2, if water baptism was necessary for salvation, Paul was thankful to God that he didn't help save many people. Do you believe that's what he meant? I don't. The thief on the cross, number three, the thief on the cross realized he was a sinner and believed on Jesus as Savior. He didn't come down from the cross and get water baptized. But Christ said to him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Remember this. Water baptism is a work. It's something that you have to do. It depends on human effort. It cannot save. Salvation is free. Now, I want to read this last section to you, letter A and letter B, because this is so important. If any verse in the Bible did teach any of the above works, or any work for salvation, it would contradict Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, or John three sixteen, or Romans 4, 5. And other clear salvation by faith alone verses, because doesn't it say that in Ephesians 2, 8, 9, for by grace... Are you saved through faith? That not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of work, not of yourselves. It's not something that you do. Well, isn't baptism something that you have to do? I uh, have baptized many people. And I tell you, there's things that you have to do. It doesn't happen automatically. You have to do something. I have to do something. And therefore... This is not what God is talking about. Then the Bible would be contradictory and would not be true. Stay with a person on a verse like Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. Don't let him turn to other verses and follow him on a rabbit trail through the Bible while you never return to Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. This little section kindly demand an explanation of Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. They always want to go to another verse. Well, if we went to another verse, will this verse still be here? If we went to another verse, will this verse still say the same thing? If we went to another verse, is that verse going to contradict this verse? Oh, no, 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 no. Then we don't need to go to that other verse, then do we? And you hold them right there. If that is true, then John 3.16 is a lie. Christ told Nicodemus in John 3.16 that if he believed, he would have everlasting life. Now, if a person must believe and turn from sin, 
and be water baptized to have everlasting life, then Christ lied to Nicodemus. Christ promised him everlasting life if he would just believe. And that promise is true. God does not and cannot lie. Titus chapter 1 and verse 2. God cannot lie. When the Philippian jailer was ready to commit suicide, and he says, what must I do to be saved? And they told him, you have to go to Calvary Community Church, pay 50%, be water baptized, turn from all your sin, commit your life to Christ, and let Jesus into your heart, and you might make it. But what did he say? He says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, thou shalt be saved. That was it. Later on, yes, he was baptized. But that wasn't the thing that he had to do to be saved. To be saved, all we have to do, all that we need to do, all the thing that we can do is to trust Christ. Look down at the bottom of the page here. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Paul told the Philippian jailer in Acts 16, 31, that is the true message that will save. Man is saved by grace and grace alone. Look up here. Letting this hand represent you and me, and this wallet represents sin. We all have sin upon us. God says that He loves us. Now, He hates our sin, but He loves us. And for us to pay for sin is eternal separation from God and a literal fire burning hell. Now, if you reject Christ, then you get the baptism of fire. But if you accept Christ, you get the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Now, which one would you like the best? Think about it. To go to heaven, we've got to be as perfect, as righteous as God, and none of us are perfect, none of us are righteous. And God says because of sin, we have to pay for it, and we cannot earn our way to heaven. There's nothing we can do. It is not of man. So man doesn't have to be water baptized. He doesn't have to join a church. He doesn't have to give any money. He doesn't have to stop his sins. He don't have to promise to live better. He is a sinner. Admit it. I am a sinner. I do not deserve to be saved. I do not deserve to go to heaven. I have earned the right to go to hell. But God loves me. How much? Well, this hand represents Jesus Christ. God sent His Son. He came into this world. He had no sin, didn't have to die. But because He loved us, He took all the sin of all the world, paid for it on the cross, and came back from the dead. And God said that if we would believe that He did it for us, He would put this payment to our account, and we get to go to heaven on what Jesus Christ did for us. That's the best news in all the world. And once you trust Christ as your Savior, you are baptized by the Holy Spirit that very moment of belief, sealed till the day of redemption, and you get to go to heaven when you die. Should a Christian be water baptized? I think it's a step of obedience. I believe it could and should. But it won't add to his salvation. It won't take it away if he doesn't. But I just like doing everything that God wants me to do. Should I read my Bible? Well, yes. Should I pray? Well, yes. I do all those things too. What about the Lord's Supper? I do that too. Why not just do whatever he asked me to do? I learned a long time ago, it's better if I don't fight and argue with God. Let's pray, shall we? Father, we thank you so much for this time together. Bless each one for being here. We thank you for all you've done for us. In Christ's name, amen.